Amazing Ricky Manny. Hi, fans. Hi, fans. Hi. Can they see me yet or not? I have no idea what we're actually looking you, at on the Twitch. You can Twitch, be I don't have seen. The they are there. all watching you and they're, they're throwing all their rotten tomatoes. Cool. <laughs> what have Excellent. you been doing? I mean, these days it's good when you're on Zoom to ask if people can see you because there have been incidents of late, uh, which we won't get into. Uh, Wait, let's... what? What? You had, you had not seen the news in the last day or two? No. What? Uh, what oh, I let's not. Let's not. Let just somebody. Somebody catch her up later. <laughs> uh, Ooh! Somebody tell me anyway. something. I've been in my. I've been in my Twitch bubble. My uh, Twitch and my mummy. Mummy bubble. Uh, it's, it's all. It's all good. Anyway, so how's everybody out there doing? In, in everyone's Land? like, it's it's Frunium. Hi, Frunium. Mm. Hi. Um, Storm's laughing, so obviously he knows what you're talking about. Mm. Farscape Now, uh, the Farscape Now gang is here. They're like, hi, guys. Hi, Shishi and Frunium. Uh, so uh, I decided, well, Ricky and I decided that we'd just kick it off straight away because Ricky has a million things to talk about today. I'm, I, I'm just going to sit back and watch the show. Okay. Carry on, Ricky. <laughs> All right. So I hope everybody has episode number 405. That would be Promises. Uh, all queued up on their uh, Amazon Prime or on their Blu-ray or whatever it is you've got. And I will start it here and we will be sort of reasonably hopefully in sync and I will blab over it uh, and hopefully uh, be entertaining and educational at the same time. All right. Are we ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Press play. Okay. I hope we're all seeing the recap. Now I don't. I'm. I'm not seeing any recap. You're not seeing. You're not seeing it at all. You're not. Worried. I see nothing. I see nothing. I've you see nothing. Well, you see faces. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, we just shot Scorpius in the back. Wait, we uh, can't see anything. <laughs> we're gonna get you the Blu-rays, kiddo. All right, they're shooting at us. Uh, this okay. It's all recap. It's. Oh, do I need to watch it at the same time then? Should I? So I'm uh, watching you. Okay, let's have a look. Well, if you can. All right. You entertain the masses. Let's see. Maya's all right. So basically, you know, this was at five. As always with television, uh, as you break the shows, you have a list of things that you need to do. And of course, the first thing I needed to do in this episode was get everybody back home. Uh, this is what this is a scene. What in the guppy? What we call that's what we call Dargo's ship, the guppy. That's not what it was. <laughs> it was the guppy uh, uh, unofficially, and we've got everybody piled on the ship. And this is one of those bloody group scenes that directors hate and actors hate because they've all got to get up and make up and get crammed into a small space and have <laughs> maybe two lines apiece, if that. So I tried to make sure I gave at least everybody at least a little something to do. Oh, there's our glamour shot of Moya, and then that's just gorgeous. CG just went just. Uh, you know, bananas and guy grows our, our try and keep one ear on the music in this episode because I think guy did his a, a even more wonderful than average job uh, on this app because there was just so many great emotions to play and I thought he just did a great job of just underlining it and and kicking in it. Oh, there she is. There's there's our girl. Now, what's your time count, Ricky, so I can catch up? I'm at one fifty five. Basically, one fifty five. I think I am. And here's Pilot now. He's being evasive about what happened, and uh, like that. Well, I can turn my I can turn my subtitles on. That'll help well, me. You know what? I I'm okay. I'm, let me give you a quick share screen so you can see what's going on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's see if that works. There it is. Oh, good. I'm on point. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. But you can still, everybody can still hear me. So, Tommy, Ricky, you remembered. Why, why, Melissa Jaffer. Was it, why was it so... What? Why did it take so long to bring Claude back into the last season? Because she's the leading lady. Like, was she working on something I else, or was it I just think part she, of the I don't story? Remember, I don't remember what it was. I think she was doing a movie or something, and she was yeah. needed to be scheduled out or whatever it was. Uh, but you know, we, but oh, I love this shot. This is this is one of my favorite shots on the entire bloody season. Is I, it's uh, the maintenance bay, the backlit, and the slow slow reveal. And listen to Guy's music here. And at this stage, also. We Crichton knows that she's pregnant, but she doesn't know that Crichton knows that she's pregnant. Correct. So there was that on my checklist too, having to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, one this, more thing to this, deal with. This, this scene originally had a lot more words in it, and with every revision, it came the words came down because these you don't need a lot of words right here. The, these actors are so good, and this moment so works. And here's Guy being very happy with the music and tender and sweet. And it looks like it's very happy. But of course, in Farscape, anytime you think something's going to be very happy. Now, just listen to Guy's turn here. Listen to the music. Something's not right. I just love how he takes that beautiful melody and just oh. turns it ice cold as she drops. Beautiful so good, moment. so good, so good, so and good. This moment and then he's got, a, and then he's got more, more, and he's got another musical change to hit here because we're building up to something. You will not kill him. So. And uh, another kick on the music, and then we reveal our dear friend Scorpius, who is, of course, not dead. And that, yeah, because the last time we saw Scorpius, he was getting he was very, shot. He was put in a grave shot. and being covered up with dirt. And uh, okay. one would think this is what the direct. Dead. This is something that the director brings. This is the kind of thing that's usually not scripted, but they they find it on the stage. No, each one. Scorpius has one of her hands, and Crichton has the other one. It's like this taffy pull. It's like a make, make a wish here, uh, and that wasn't scripted. That's the thing. That's they find these things as they're putting the scene together, and hopefully they add these wonderful little things to. Uh, Okay, now here again, listen carefully to Guy's score. He's sneaking up, he's sneaking down. It's sliding down a little bit. Now it's going to hit a chord down here. And then this beautifully slides right into the main title. I think that is just, that, that, that gives me chills every time I hear it. It's very old school. It's kind of very 60s television to have a teaser and have a score going and then have that score just kick right into the main title music. Uh, I Spy used to do that. If you remember, anybody remembers the old show, I Spy, that was uh, with Earl Hagen conducting and composing uh, and would do those wonderful teasers and then just go shoop, right into the main title. And it was just, ah, I just loved it. Very old school. So, uh, so we're off, and we've uh, uh, we've got our we've got our girl back on our ship, and we've got our boy back on our ship, and uh, it's the, the fun now. Here, the fun begins. We've got a little a Skywalker that's trying to invade. Oh, good! I've, I've got a lock on this door, but I don't on that door. So we'll see mm -hmm. if the, see if the one lock. Keeps we'll see if that. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> as, as, the as, as, as the saying down. goes, it doesn't look childproof to me. <laughs> uh, not anymore. Are you getting lots of love in the chat room, oh. Ricky? They're all saying hello. Good. If they've got questions, save them up because I can't see them. So here we are. I'm with you. Here we are. So our main title promises. If you're if you're worried about the sink, okay. 
And now, having had our couple of jolts to the heart in the teaser, this is usually the hardest scene in the movie is Act 1, Scene 1, because you've had your teaser and you're exciting, you know, your, uh, whatever it is that's happened. And now the first scene of Act 1 is you got to talk about it. you got to explain all this stuff now. You know? What happened? So now we got to chat. You know? We will talk. You know? It's also, let's try and get these other actors out of the room as soon as we can. Uh, so that we can play, uh, you know, play, yeah, uh, you know, we, hey, there's no, no point in y'all standing around while we play the, play the scene. Move along. Yeah, move along, move along. But, but look, but there's a, yeah, but let's give them a good moment because here's this beautiful Shanna and Aaron moment here. Uh, there's, uh, I love it. Every, it seemed, there's my writing credit and there's Ben grima grimacing over it. I think every one of my writing credits on Farscape just happens to land on a shot of somebody scowling or frowning or rolling in their eyes or something like that, which is, which is, uh, I don't think that was intentional because <laughs> we were, they were always scowling and rolling their eyes. But this, uh, but I, the Chan helping Aaron off thing is just, just marvelous. They're practically cheek to cheek there. Yeah. And now let's let them, know. let's let the men folk testosterone it out over yeah. here. Here's Joff Bennett. Well, I, I think was, this was Jeff's first episode, I believe. Wasn't it, Jeez, Do you remember? Uh, the director? I can't remember that far you back, kinda... but what unnerves me is Scorpius licking everybody's face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, okay, you're a little ahead of us. Here's the, the lick is right here. So, yeah, you're oh, a yeah, tiny you're bit ahead of us. Two-second lick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two-second two lick. Uh-huh. I was looking for all of you. Blah, blah, blah. Exposition. Talk, talk, talk. But I can, I can listen to these two guys talk. I don't care what they're doing. They can be reading the phone book, and I think it works. Yeah. Uh, very, very easy to write for these two guys because they just uh, they just they play it. You know, I merely want and they just again. I've, I I so miss writing in Scorpius' voice. I merely want to safeguard it. Is that what the you do? Inevitable scout on Bud Bath begins. He was so so eloquent, and it was and it's like he could just chew that stuff up, and it was great. You know. And then there's Dark, of course, which is fuck him. I don't believe anything he's saying. You know, just yeah. cut his head off, you know. Yeah, or Kryptonite, Silver Bullet, Buffy. Uh, oh, yeah, that oh, one was sorry, mine. This... I kind of, I was kind of like that line, you know, Buffy. Yeah. Are you guys in the hallway yet? Gravy. Are you in the hallway yet, Ricky? Or am I still ahead? I we're still, uh, still on. You're still ahead. Yep. Oh, now we're in the hallway. There we go. Okay, cool. That hallway was actually just backstage, wasn't it? That that, that was that was the passageway from one of the stages to the other stage. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we'd. Uh, I think I was. I think I was told on this. We're not going anywhere. We're not leaving the studio because we we just we had just come off a gigantic two-parter, and then the lava thing. The whole lava show was a gigantic uh, a shenanigans. So it was a case. Ricky, give us a break and let's not go anyplace. Let's not build anything, or let's build as little as we can. So you'll notice all we ever see of the other ship is going to be one set. That's it. They had to build one set. Everything else was on Moya and was uh, you know, was already here. It's very un uh, unnerving to later on when we see uh, Aaron in the full Scorpius suit. It's quite, it's just something ugh, it is. about it, isn't it? Is it is gross. But gosh, she wears it well. It so, is gross. Yeah, it looked great on her, I thought. But, it's uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But it was like, uh, and um, then it's 1812. Yes, we're tagging up with everybody because we've been gone for a little while here. Yeah. And then good old uh, Sokozu is trying to run the ship. And I don't like it, Ricky. Don't like hey. it at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. And there she is. Yep. The new kid. Mm -hmm. Stand down, new kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sokozu and Have we been introduced? No, we don't, very... we don't do introductions on this show a lot. We just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, we, just, we just arrive and uh, run the place. Mm -hmm. And then Chiana comes in to be defensive pilot, which I think is, I think it's a great moment for Chiana, who now in season four 
is really with the program. She's really protecting Pilot. She's really bonded with Moya and Pilot. Yeah. You know, I mean, back in, you remember back season one, season two, it was like, yeah, I'll be a part of the crew on your good days and yeah. so forth. And now she's, she's the, you know, she, she's the, almost the mother figure here, you know. But look, oh, you're stroking her hair, you know. That's also, I think there's, oh, that's a nice little two shot there. I had a little sexual tension there. Yeah, that's, that's very nice, you know. Oh, my. I mean, how could you not? I mean, come on, you know. I was telling, oh. giving her my walk, giving, uh-huh, telling yeah. her off. And now she's going to rough, and I'll rough her up a little bit. She's smiling. She <laughs> likes it. She's enjoying it. Mm, that's, uh, uh, I don't know if that was in the, in the big print, was it? Was uh, I don't think it was. Print? I don't no, I think it was just very, you know, something hey, I made you up guys find this stuff and the director finds this stuff. And, you know, that's, again, that's part of the fun is, uh, is having, is when you, see, and sometimes we see this stuff in, in the dailies and we go, oh, that's a cool little level they found to play. You know, that's, I didn't expect that. But uh-huh. I like it. It works. You know, it's we're adding the oh, and there's the spike in Aaron's ear. Claudia does the best bloody scream on earth right there. That was that's uh, it's she did not hold back on that one. Wow. Oh, the Moya paint. I love the Moya paint job. And now we're in this room, which was some other room or purpose to whatever. And yeah, and, oh, we had to do the thing. Yeah. So much of television running is logistics, and I think originally I had the that shot, which is it's in Crichton's head. It's not really happening, of the thing popping out of her head. I think I had that in the teaser originally when he first sees her in the in the outfit, uh, but it was decided, and this is what production meetings and directors meetings are for. It's like she shouldn't be wearing that. Let's not have her wear the headpiece in that opening scene. We want to see her. There's the baby. We want to see her with the hair. We want to see her. We want to have, you know, I, I, we don't want to put her in the full suit yet. So let's wait until he finds her here, and then he's got a second shock because he gets to see her with the with the face piece on as well as everything else. And that's where we do the uh, the um, the coolant rod uh, shot. Uh, I think that's actually more like if you remember Incubator, where younger Scorpius had the uh, uh, the earlier version of the suit. I think this is kind of a modified version of that. You see, notice the coolant rod is going to be on the outside. Uh, we're not going to be able to drill a hole in uh, uh, Aaron's head to make this work. It's supposed to be a cold room, so they've added a little uh, little uh, water vapor, kind of a little smoky, steamy kind of stuff going on. It's like, oh, they're so they're so good at what they do. It's, you, you just write the stuff, and then you stand back and watch them deliver. Now we're having the discussion, what the hell's going on. Chasing a baby. Oh, we chased the baby. Okay. This is, we should be doing mind the baby here, but okay. Mind stop talking. Baby. She's back. Stop talking about her. Okay. So <laughs> uh, here we are. And again, uh, uh, our DP, uh, is, uh, is everything. Every, I just, I could probably just sit through, through the whole episode going, oh, wow. Oh, that is cool. Oh, yeah. They did great. I'll try to be a little more substantive than that. But just the way this is lit, the way, uh, you know, the, the mood of it, the, you know, the, the little, the bits of the vapor there, the lights of the of the uh, headpiece and all that stuff, just marvelous. And at this stage, we don't know whether Scorpius is kind of, if she's protecting Scorpius, right? Because <clears throat> he's sort of saying, does Scorpius mm. have something to do with this? And she's like, I can't, I can't really talk about it. Oh no, mm. she says no. That's right. Yeah, that's right here. Because yeah, that's that was the fun of this to bring these two people together, and yet there's this gigantic wall between them because she has something that she absolutely will not confide in him about. Yeah. P.S. She has two things that she will actually not confide in him about, which uh, uh, you know kind of makes it uh, uh, you know, as as a nice level to it. It makes all these dis- different stories kind of tie together. Oh, that's a nice reveal. Just the lighting on on Rigel before you get the reveal. 
reel to the big boat. How long, what was the break that we had in between season three and four? Do you oh, Lord, I don't even remember. Um, Did you get to go back to the States or would you? I was, around? I'm pretty sure I was back to the States, but I don't remember for how long and, and whatever. I remember coming back in October and breaking a bunch of stories and whatever, not really getting to jump in on this one until uh, uh, December. I think I wrote most of it over Christmas or at least plotted a lot of it over Christmas I started with. So yeah, there, no, there are no holidays in filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, the, the Christmas, the breaks, are, the, you feel relieved with, at the breaks because the stage isn't running and then you have a, you might have a slight chance to catch up. Okay. Now the bad guy shows up, says, uh, guess what? I poisoned her and she's going to die unless she does stuff. And now we've got a, now we've got a problem. So and it's a good, good place to go out. Okay, that was the first act break. Did we, Pan's Labyrinth completely rip off? the creature design or is that not oh i don't know maybe they're maybe everybody's borrowing from everybody else you know right. but that, what an it is it is very it is very pan's labyrinth right. kind of isn't it yeah yeah so i don't know they're borrowing that's but that's the nicest compliment yeah. isn't it oh we also had a, we also had you know talking you talk about all the millions of challenges that the writers and the production staff and the, everybody has that you don't ever see or you shouldn't ever see or even be aware of uh yeah we had claudia back for this episode but again the scheduling the way it worked out is we only had her for like a couple of days so i was told you know out of out of the 55 page script i better not have more than about 15 pages with claudia in them I said, okay, well, that's the next little, little bit of an extra challenge, considering that this is the big reunion, and it's a you know it's a very strong Claudia episode. So, uh, so I had to be very, very careful about what scenes I put her in and how many locations I put her in, uh, and so forth. And you know, because the schedule is always is always always deadly. Um, there's never enough time, so it's always you're making compromises all the way through and really trying to balance out what's really do we really need this or can we really need that i mean do we need all these people you know does everybody have to be in every scene all that stuff all right now yes. as if two plot lines weren't enough or three plot lines aaron aaron back on the boat and relationship and uh aaron having a secret and aaron being poisoned and about to die uh now we got a th another plot line we're starting and here's our girl Greza panara panara Parnaro. Does she work at a bread place? What is that? Uh, <laughs> who came up with that name? I must have. But I call it. I, Ponara, I say Panera. Is that Panera. how you pronounce it? Panara. Panara. I don't know. Panara. That's how lovely British. Alien names are always awful. It's just like I spend usually the first first day on writing a project is usually spent coming up with the bloody alien names. Panara. Yeah, that's what it says here. Yeah. And Grace has disgraced herself because yeah, this, the last is, episode you know, she's just these, been lovemaking. These, yeah. These smaller parts are the ones that kill you because, you know, um, <laughs> so I thought she was very good, Ponara, uh, but this guy was just a little bit, uh, maybe a little the, bit. Stiff. The tall guy, the bit, yeah. the bit with the very Australian accent. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're both, well, they're both various. This is definitely the, 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 you know, Australian peacekeeper boat. <laughs> but then we do a little, we got a Braca thing going on with, with Grace. And it's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like we, we had a fair amount of storylines going on, a fair amount of plates to, to juggle. And again, a lot of characters that you have to serve. So you try, at least I would try really hard. If I'm going to bring in an actor, put them through the three hours of bloody makeup so they can be in a scene, try and give them something good to play, you know, whatever the heck it is, you know, so they're not just, uh, you know, 
I'm just fumbling, you know. See, I, now, I'm what what on earth in this scene with the with the what is that worm thing? How did that operate? Because I obviously wasn't in this scene. You know, the, the thing that's meant to heal Aaron. This funny. Oh, it was creepy... just a case of again. It was Farscape, the the philosophy was, and this goes all the way back to Rockne's imaginings of it in the first place. Was let's let's try not to get mechanical. We try and go organic whenever oh. possible, you know, so or at least partly organic, so biomechanoid and whatever like that. The peacekeepers, they were they were robotic and metallic, but this guy, he had his little, it's like a potato gun. I don't know what it is. Uh, but it moves. That's the gross thing, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but that's and again, that is that is the case where you know creature shop and props department and so forth are never willing to just say, well, let's just let's just take one of our other guns and paint it purple or whatever and put some and glue some stuff on the side. Oh. Let's make it move. Let's make it look. Let's make it look real. Let's make it look organic. Uh, yeah, because again, and look at and yeah, Ulam here, here, his helmet with the things moving and whatever. That means we, you know, this is it's yeah, it's again, it's another puppeteer operated headpiece. Uh, you know, that's a yeah, those are not easy. <laughs> and we this one thing, this one was made up for this episode and was never seen again. You know, because we didn't see this this species ever again. So that was that was again part of the great fun for working on a show like this where it's, it wasn't the case of well, let's just do let's just do the forehead aliens just, just take something and and change it slightly and hope nobody notices uh you know and there's just, and there's naranti chiana and and aaron here doing the thing uh this is this is this is writer structure in action they're here because we need to talk about the lucathian ship and about dargo even though it's stuff that we already know and that they already know it's stuff that aaron doesn't know she has to hear this which she does, even though she's pretending to be asleep, because it's going to motivate what's about to happen. Uh, and again, this is how writers have to, boom, whack her in the face. This is how writers think structure, because, okay, I, we need Aaron to know about what's going on so that she can get out of that room and go try and stop it. She doesn't take this off, look. She reaches to the back of her head, and we cut to the ground, and she drops it. That's that's again that's the director cheating so that we don't have to try and get that darn thing off of her head which that probably would have like... took five minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut around it because I don't exactly. we don't want to deal with it yeah. and I believe it was scripted that way because I was asked to do that so like oh, please don't have them taking it off in the thing you, you, know? you see what exactly what happens mm -hmm. so who who bought whose idea was it to bring Naranti who created Naranti for season four <sighs> I don't even remember I, th I, I think it might have been David. I think it was a camper on it. I seem to remember talking about we're going to bring on uh, some again to change things up and make things different to go with an older character. You know, yeah. Up oh, and here's oh beautiful blue lighting. She's going to step in front of that beautiful blue screen and boy here's a second act break for you. Wild eyed Aaron. Oh, good to have you back, kiddo. Bang, wow. she's gone. Oh, oh! I love look look on Claudia's face. She goes down here. Yeah. Ow, dunk. Uh, All I can think of this whole episode is: is the baby okay? Horrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is the baby well, still alive? Isn't I, still I don't alive? think the baby's in her head, so I think she's probably okay. Yeah. Um, oh, but, but but what about the bad flu that she has? <laughs> is the baby hot? Is the baby cold? That's what true. about the tight That's suit? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I think I think I tried in again in thinking through the story. Yeah, I knew Aaron was going to try and 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 break the stalemate there by by blowing her own head off, and I knew obviously we we're going to have to somebody stop her. And I, I think it was like, well, should the DRD shoot the gun out of her hand or should what happened? And it's like, 
uh, you know what? Let's have Rigel smack her with the throne sled. That would be cool. And it's a nice, it's a nice callback when you remember what where Aaron and Rigel started out in the series. Yeah. You know, and what you know how they were at really at each other, and uh, then in Crackers where you know he tries to attack her with the Sloan sled throne sled and she smacks him across the face and knocks him on his keister uh and even earlier in this episode where rigel's the one saying you know uh, someone someone in the boat always has the practical approach let's just do something nasty and get out of this situation and rigel's, rigel's saying give me the knife and i'll just add five minutes with her and i'll get the names for you which is like rigel you you sadistic little son of a gun that isn't very nice so then to have rigel turn around three scenes later and actually save her life i thought was a, a, you know, a nice flip foresight and preparation that's one of my favorite lines in the series does anybody really want to hear Scorpius explain how he worked the magic trick of not dying in the grave? I don't. I don't. And we, we had, nobody wanted to write it. But someone's got to ask. Someone's got to remark right. on the fact that he was dead the last time we saw him. So how'd you get out of the Foresight and preparation. The end. No more explanation. Done. Than that. A I lot of fans. A lot of fans gave me grief for that. It's like, what kind of explanation is that? It what? is an explanation. I mean, you I really might want... use that next time I get cornered. Yeah. Yep. Just Foresight and preparation. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Oh, here's a the, beautiful, here's a beautiful little scene. Sorry to interrupt oh, you. This was, no, no, go, uh, go. This was, yeah. Uh, he does such a good job in this scene. We almost didn't get this shot. We almost didn't get Aaron and Scorpion makeup. We all wanted to do it. We said, oh, it, it has to happen. It has to happen. We had, we've had, you know, Crichton and Scorpion makeup uh, at the end of the season when Aaron died. Uh and now this is the perfect and probably only opportunity we're ever going to get to have Aaron have some of the fun of having the hot flesh and being able to play Scorpion and, and to, play, to, play Wayne, to play Wayne's version of Scorpion as well. The scheduling on it is a nightmare because, again, that makeup takes a long time to, to deal with. And, uh, you know, we only have her for a limited number of days. How are we going to do this? And the director, and we all, I think we did lose it at one point, and they finally said we can't do that. And the director says, I'm going to find a way to make it work. And by God, wow. they found a way to make it work. What he added to it was, no, you've got her in, you've got real Aaron on the table there. She's never got up. And you've got Scorpio Aaron standing up having a conversation with John. Again, it's all in his head, but uh, I didn't script it that way. I just scripted it as she turns into Scorpio Aaron and they play out the conversation and, you know, whatever. And then at the end of the scene, we see that, yeah, it's not really Scorpio Aaron. It's it's just Christ's fevered imagination working. But Jeff had the great idea to shoot it with kind of both of them talking at once. So there's like, a, <laughs> so it's a three person scene instead of a two person scene, That's which again is like, Oh God, I love when directors just come in and, and really, and again, this, I seem this was Jeff's first time on the show. So wow. he so got it. And he so added, he, you know, he, he caught the spirit of the show, which is like, you got to fight for the right things and you got to add stuff and find those moments and, and do that things. And just, you know, just, just beautifully. Yeah. How long does Scorpius's makeup take? Do you? Oh, oh, I don't remember what it was. It was probably I would I I, I can't imagine it was less hour than two mark? hours. It was probably closer to three. They probably they get good at these things as they get you know, as, as they as they practice them. I think they got Zan down to three hours, but you know what Zan was always the the, the stenciling and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, when uh, David Kemper said in the early days, he goes, "Oh, we're going to hook." Uh, uh, you up with another character and I was like which character is that and I was thinking let it be Scorpius that'd be so sexy and they go Dargo he said Dargo I was like huh I, uh. never ma- I would never match the two and I'm glad we did but it was a I, I was like mm-hmm. Scorpius Scorpius <laughs> okay we did a little screen share there just to show everybody where we are uh oops and now I've lost the screen myself so I don't know where we are whoops oh did I lose it 
have you got did it? I stopped the movie? Did oh, perfect. Good work, Richard. Internet? You've killed the movie. Da, da, da. Okay, well, we're screwed now. Uh, where, where, huh? you want, I'll pause mine so we're at the same level. Yeah, well, every, everybody pause for a second. Everybody pause. Do, 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 okay, well, so, do, much, do, do, do. so much for showing people where we are when you lose it immediately. <laughs> okay, where's my desktop? Well, Sorry about I, that. I'm at about, tw I'm, I'm paused at 2529. 2529. 2529. Uh, the, the Twitch tribe is saying they hope that Erin Sun does not have COVID. <laughs> uh -huh. No, she doesn't have COVID. Okay, I'm at 2545, uh, and I'm going to roll from there on in three, two, one. We'll just pretend we're close enough here. We got our... We got our peacekeeper runty test pilot being a being a not nice guy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got a little flash of thing. Yes, because again, on my list of things to do for this episode, you know what? If we're going to have Scorpion on the boat and Harvey still in Crichton's head, this is going to get really confusing. And uh, yeah, Harvey's had his. Let's let's give. Now that we've got real Scorpius here, let's give Harvey a break. So one of the one of the things on my list for this episode was to uh, let's take the thing out of out of uh, John's head, hmm. which uh, which happens here. Of course, it's not permanent because nothing on Farscape ever is. Uh, but again, just what Ben in here. Just uh, Ben playing. I'm on the edge of sanity is always. Glorious Fun to, watch. to watch, and just watching him here <laughs> twitching, and yeah, you know, it's like he, he, knowing what has to happen, wanting it to happen on the one hand, and not wanting it to happen on the other hand, and not knowing what to do, and all that stuff, and being in the in the binary. That's that's when that's those are the scenes that Ben particularly just ate up. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-seven oh five. If anybody's looking, I said offer soon. Soon's life while the clone killed her. Uh, yeah, it's the other guy you don't like. And of course, because we we've uh, shot our budget on the sets and everything else, this is just one of the empty warehouses <laughs> at Homebush Bay. Uh, you know, you don't that, now you don't even get a dumpster this time. We are, that we're, uh, peacekeeper set. You get you get a teak chair. That's it. That's uh, one yeah, chair. I, again, I think in earlier drafts they were like outside. There was a car involved or whatever, and it was like, no, that's all. That's Scrap all. it. Yeah. You this get is, one chair. Yeah. yeah. This is this is not the place. <laughs> this is not the place we want to spend a lot of money. Uh, we'd rather we'd rather concentrate our fire in other areas because again it's it's it really is an, an intimate scene between those two characters so to me it didn't really you know, that's i didn't really need to be like on top of a ferris wheel or <laughs> on the on the you know in luna park uh and i got to write some fun scorpion clone stuff here hmm. wondrous memories jazz piano chocolate ice cream women's perfume well you know now you know what's on my list <laughs> It. It's a teak chair, by the way. We took back, we took two of those back from Australia with us. What? Yeah, not not those, but it's a pretty generic design. No, they didn't. We didn't steal any chairs. I was like, really. wait a second, you stole something from set? That's not. No, we didn't steal any from what? set. What? Yeah. I had a, I, I, the only the only set things I brought. No, actually, I, I was gifted a couple of things. I've got one of the maquettes from Creature Shop of one of the collages from one of the Eps, and I've got I've had some other odds and ends that. Uh, but I, didn't, I never stole anything from the set, you know, just donuts. 
Lots of donuts. This is very cool. The this where where Scorpius uh, Scorpius's hangout in this episode is very cool. I, mm. I like I love this set, and also the set that grazes on is quite spectacular as well in this mm-hmm. episode. Okay, and we and just again we didn't even we didn't actually even fire the gun. We just cut away from it. Yeah, it's a small thing, saves a couple of bucks, and you know it's, it's again. It's one of those things where a director goes, yeah, you know what? I don't actually need to fire. The- we don't need to have a working gun. We don't need to have blanks. We don't need to have a safety person. We don't need any of that stuff. It's just going to be point the gun, dissolve as he fires. You know, that's that's that ain't the hill to die on. You know, I'd rather I'd rather have that budget somewhere else. I'd rather have Chris Murray working at pyrotechnics in the ship later on when we need them <laughs> than worrying about firing a gun here. So. The relationship between Scorpi and and Sikozu really kind of just took off, I think, in, in this episode. Uh, it was, you know, and I think again that was just partly a result of seeing that they had some chemistry on the uh, in the earlier episodes, yeah, and partly just what they do with the scenes that they have in this episode. And you're going like, she really, she really digs this guy, <laughs> and it's sort of like, it. you know, that sort of makes sense though because he's, you know, he's. He's smart and uh, he's you know logical and he's he's definitely the smartest person in the room and she's she's saying that she's on a you know I think I don't forget what the line is somewhere in this episode is like you know where she's talking to him and saying it's a it's a you know it's a it's a messed up Levine with a with a with a fraudulent pilot and, and a, a, a crew of idiots <laughs> and that's she's she's not yep. the, she's not kidding around there you know that's that's what she really she's means. Wrong. <laughs> but. It's her turn to, you know, because she's new on the ship and whatever. Uh, it's let's give her a little something to do. Let's give her a bit of a bit of a, you know, let's, let's let her earn her keep here. Let's let let's put that brain to use. And no arguments. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, again, I just uh, just remember. Uh, Certainly, by season four, and even with the new with the new characters, it's it, you you really do get to hear their voices in your heads, and it becomes like writing for a, a jazz ensemble, and you just know what instruments everybody's got, there. and you know what what kind of melodies to give them, and what you know, uh, it's just so much fun. You know, I have a spy boy that can, and her reaction here, she's grinning. It's like well, you're so cool, dude. And she looks back at him. Like, yeah, that's and that you look at that and you go, okay, well these these two are going to have a relationship, you yeah, know. That wasn't. Just, I don't know if we had it planned or not planned or whatever, but that's a case where you, you know, wh- wh- when you see the chemistry, you go with it, you know, no matter how how weird that chemistry between weird characters might yeah. be. You know? That's amazing. So how how quick with the so you guys watching dailies as soon as they what the next day kind of thing? Yeah, the next day together. Really, yeah. Sometimes you're you don't get to watch them every single day because you got stuff that you know do and so I would sometimes like take take home the tapes over the weekend and and uh, catch up and yeah but I think as writers you 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 want to watch dailies all the time you want to keep caught you want you want to see what's going on even if, even if yeah. it's not quote your unquote episode you really want to see what's coming off the stage uh, for one you might be tasked to fix it because uh, you know, for one reason or another they didn't get it or they didn't make a story point clear this or that but you also want to look and see what's working and what the, what characters are playing well together what's the what's the most interesting thing that that surfaced that you would never have imagined while you know writing it on in the original story and you're like wait a second there's a there's something that we can 
embrace. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, been, there's it, it's, it's, it's such a, nothing really jumps out because it's such a natural process yeah. to see stuff happen in the dailies and to, and to be able to adjust to it and say, Just okay, yeah, this is working. Go Let's it. go with that or whatever. Um, up oh, and up, oh, we like, we jump into action. We got to get some punches in every episode. Come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> and some pyrotechnics. Yep. Gratuitous, but you know, Hey, we like fireworks. The lighting in this series is just so outstanding. Amazing. The way they change the lighting here to show what's, you know. To... And you've also got to think they're, li they're lighting so many different prosthetics, makeup, mm -hmm. human, oh, yeah. so many different yeah. looks. It's like. Yeah. did an amazing job. Yeah. And uh, Claudia gets her moment. Aaron gets to, you know, it's like, yeah, this is. It's got a, the, the end of this has to be a one on one between her and, and the big bad guy because that's, you know. And I just love that. I gave her some really nasty speeches here about, you know, that she's, and, uh, you know, they're all there and she nailed them. Look at she nails them. Look at her. Look at her. Ah, you it's bastard. I, you know, you don't. So dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, on a network, they might say, you know, you got to tone that down because she's our heroine and she shouldn't be that cold and nasty and, and she shouldn't be an assassin and all that. And it's like, that's this is Farscape. This is nuts yeah. to you, you know? And here's our payoff. You know, part of this whole episode, the whole notion of this, these, it's three guys on a boat, basically, that can make itself look like a big boat was for budget. Yeah, we couldn't, you know, we, I, we couldn't come up with a whole race of aliens. We couldn't have 50 soldiers on the ship. We couldn't do any of that stuff. So how do you make that work for you? Well, if, what if that's part of the fun? Is it, uh, you know, uh, that they're faking it? That that's that's kind of who they are. You run the entire ship with that. Again, typical John Crichton Farscape moment of, we have no idea what we're doing, so just bloody go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's not with the program yet. She has to be, you know, talked into it but this is how we work things here sweetie you just jump in and take yeah, a crack dargo's been doing you, you look at dargo in this episode dargo's not doesn't have a whole lot in this episode but dargo's function in this episode is all you know he's always the one saying it's a trap let's walk right into it here he is saying enough of that shit can you get us out of here let's yeah he, he's the one he's 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 the uh he's the upm trying to get things done he's the he's, he's his director saying let's go next next setup let's move here moving on uh, yeah so everybody's everybody's got an attitude you know always have to have an attitude okay now let's get those two off the scene so that we can let this next. play out you know? yeah and now let's tie up all the plots at once which is uh, always kind of a nice thing to do if you can manage it to make everything work together and we're going to do the old uh, stop the heart temporarily trick. Uh, boy, I did that in Won't Get Fooled Again. I think Justin did it in The Flax. I mean, it's, it's just one. It's a. It's always a fave when you're doing TV dramas. Like that's you know, dirty trick number seventeen is uh, the fake the fake death. But then you have to resuscitate the person. Maybe the, maybe they're not going to resuscitate. Uh, but you need to fake their death. But I don't think we'd ever done it with Moya before, which was kind of that was kind of fun and interesting. So here she is so, doing her thing with the bowling ball. And at this stage, have you got the whole, because, well, no, we thought we were, we were going to have another season after this. But at this stage, did you have the whole of season four vaguely mapped out? Or was you, is it just we had a, I think we the had the one? destination and that was it. I think that was, I, I, I think we were pretty sure, sure. Uh, 
that you know this was going to be the season among the things going on the season was going to be getting Crichton and Aaron back together and resolving you know and again having to deal with the whole thing with the pregnancy and the deceptions and the missing and all that all that good stuff uh, so we knew that that's where we were going for one thing and of course now we do the double leviathan trick so we get rid of the super missile of death the old double leviathan mm -hmm. trick. oh yeah the old, the old, the old trick leviathan double leviathan trick that's the second time I've fallen for that one this month, you know. <laughs> I mean, and, and 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 David Franklin, God bless David Franklin. He's got some fun stuff to play here. Now we shut things, and this is sound design, and lighting. I mean, that's I just still, gorgeous. I still think that the computer just, graphics are you know? amazing yeah. for twenty years ago, isn't it? Like, I know. I think it holds up pretty good. And, really you know, well. I think I think a large part of it is the sound design because I think the sound design is very important. If you watch, mm. uh, I remember you know like the original Star Wars, the first movie, and which is now called A New Hope, the sound design of that is half of what makes that thing work. I mean, try watching okay. it with the sound off; it doesn't look that wonderful, but the sound huh? is amazing. Boom! There's our missile missiles away. Wow. Okay. Missile has now been that's been light. Now we gotta like get get out the. Uh, Get up the defibrillator and try and get the patient woken up. And again, if you can keep one one ear on the music, and gets and uh, Janet gets to be the designated oh my god, oh my god, because she's actually right. on the boat where the guys are still. It's not working, and she gets to do the pep talk. Go for it. That's and listen. Awesome. Now we get quiet. So that the sounds of the thing coming back to life starts in almost silence, and it's just, again, that's just beautiful sound design. And you know, mm. we have sound meetings. We have a, there's something called a sound spot on every episode where the composer and the sound people, um, the mixers, and everybody watches the app and talks through it to figure out how we're, they're going to build the sound, how they're going to work things against one another. So guy will say. I think I'm I'm building here. I'm building here. And then I, I'm going to get very quiet here, so that the sound effects can take over, so that we're not conflicting with one another. Uh, and it's just, it's again, it's another whole creative aspect to the to the show that um, you don't necessarily know about if you're not actually in the room having some of this fun, you know. And now some triumphant guy music because Aww. off to Starburst we go. And I think I'm in a disco. <laughs> and relieves duty. And uh, Rebecca is so good here. She this just nails, nails this. This is the tagline of the app, and she nails it. <laughs> she just. Oh, Please take so a good. Seat. And again, yeah, look at the the lighting, the skin, the makeup. Oh, it's just ah, beautiful, Amazing. beautiful. Okay, episode's over. Well, no, no, quite. We got some things to tag up now. This is what we call the tag, which is where the writers come in and clean up all the loose ends and uh, uh, and button things up. You know, so we got a couple things here we need to tag up. Try you try and do as little of those as possible because normally all other things being considered, it's better to get in and get out as quickly. You know, once once the episode's had its big rousing climax generally you want to get off this you know take your bow and get off the stage as soon as possible but again it's a guideline it's certainly not a rule and uh, we had some things that were worth hanging around for and tagging up you know 
because these guys have not really had a chance to really talk, you know, without the specter of the plot hanging over their head until this point. So yeah, John's got some bloody questions. Oh yeah, and there's that thing about Earth. And the scene is isn't really about so much what they're talking about. It's more about who is this? Can I actually trust this guy that's on my boat now? Yeah. And I love that. I think my aim, kind of going into this, was to have Scorpy basically show all his cards, or at least you know <laughs> he never actually does. But for Scorpius to say, "Look, you know, I know where Earth is. Nobody else does. You put a bullet in my head, and you've you've uh, you've just See protected ya. Earth." and if they, so that's it's kind of a it's kind of a go ahead you know try, you can do what you want do what you want i'm i i i i, I realize i am putting myself totally in your hands i don't really have an agenda here other than to, to survive and and take care of you so the wormhole knowledge oh and this is a lovely look at that if we had to get you right up there right up there in there with pilot but look at the forehead the forehead that's a beautiful shot you know again so touch the puppets get them up there it's not easy because it's not like there's a you know, <laughs> you know like climb up his desk to get yeah, there you gotta get right on in there i mean yeah yeah, and you get, yeah it's kind of it's it's it looks very comfortable but it trust me it, it is it is not uh so you know and this is when we decide to make to make mm -hmm. a certain someone the captain, right? Or mm -hmm. next episode. Yep. yep. But um, nobody uh, should tell you what to do. And that, that was a and to me that was a great Shiana line, you know, because that that's been Shiana's thing since the beginning. Nobody tells me what to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, and you know, so to have that empathy with pilots, say nobody should be telling you what to do either. Oh, and the little stroke there on the arm. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's beautiful. You forget how big that thing is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One spokesperson. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Shot. We'll take a look. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, because yeah, I had that to oh. set up too. Because we were going to start playing that in the next episodes. So a lot. sometimes it's stuff that's not strictly tied to the story that you kind of need to, to 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 wrap up and deal with. And of course, yeah, I gotta go out on these two. That's that's yeah, that's what the whole episode has been about. This is, you know, I think I think going in, you know, this is going to be the last scene in this particular episode because what could you possibly do after this? You know. Um, so what are you looking at? And, you know, again, we've got some nice stuff on the, on the vid screen up there's on the vid screen, what main screen, what main viewer, I forgot what we call this stupid thing, the front, the window, the plate glass window, uh, <laughs> the windshield. And now here she is. She's out of her suit, which to me says that she's been healed and she's back to normal without us having to talk about it. And his reaction here, look at that. Mm. He, she's killing him. Oh, what it. I'm not going to hurt him. What it cost him to say that, you can just see it in his face. It's just, ah, Ben, Ben, Ben. I would follow all of these actors into hell and back for the chance to write for them again because they're so good. They're so good. You know? yeah. They make this, make this, make an, an adequate script look so much better than it actually was. <laughs> yeah, is that a problem? And now, of course, you look, this is like where we should be. Any other show, you get the big hug, the big kiss, the this, the that. And but basically, instead, says you. So you want to you want to cough it up about the kid. <gasps> she misses nope. her chance. Oh, such a messy love, isn't it? Oh God! And the yeah, so and good. and the audience screams. I think I was in the chat room when this episode aired, and yeah, I could just tell where we were by it. the amount of screaming that was taking place in the in the uh -huh. uh, in the in the sci-fi chat room. And he gives her, and he says it, and she doesn't answer. 
and he's out of the room and not another word and we go out on the there was a nice shot from behind her looking at the, the vid screen before she tried to blow her head off and i would kind of echo that here and that's a perfect place to go out i think ah nice job everybody beautiful episode beautiful oh, such a good such a good bunch of people I can't so, not watch the credits, so just bear with me for another 30 seconds here, William. Uh, uh, and, oh, Nick, our editor, yeah. Terry Ryan, Dave Elsie, Lily, Lily Taylor, Deb Peart. Yeah. Our six puppeteers. I kept them, they had a lot to do in this episode. It's a big, big puppet episode. Well, they hadn't, I, yeah, they hadn't really done pilot for a while. Everyone's screaming out in the chat room what an amazing episode it mm -hmm. is ricky bravo i wonder if that fancy i wonder if that phone number still works <laughs> 20 years later the oh, farscape fan club number let's give it a uh, try uh, somebody, somebody should dial it and find out you know whatever it's probably it's probably a sex line now or something like that really? who knows okay anyway we're back uh or I'm back anyway. Let me. So when you said you did, so you, the did windows a up. you did a presentation for this before. Uh, sorry. You said that you have uh, more notes. On I have a couple episode. things to share if anybody is Ooh. interested. Uh, so yes, uh, I think I didn't have pulled up. So let me see what I see what I can show you here. I'm going to do the screen share again if I can find my bloody window got lost. Now put this over here. Push the share screen. Saying, thank you, Ricky. We love you. Sharing is caring. Oh, thank you, you so rock, much. Ricky. We love you, Frunium. You're being very sweet. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple of pieces of paper I thought I would just give you just really quick look at just so you kind of get some idea what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, here's the title page. Is You seeing a title page? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, this, Zoom could really like use the actual preview window to show you what's actually going on over the air. Here's a, here's a typical script for a television show. Production draft, 15 Feb. Blue revisions, 18 Feb. Pink, 19. Yellow, 20. Green, lilac, gold, lime green, gray, and then double blue. So uh, yeah. every time, uh, yeah. So over the course of, what is it? From the 15th of February through the 21st of March, uh, you can see what Ricky was doing, among many other things, was uh, basically uh, revisions, revisions. Some of them are big. Some of them are little, some of them are stupid things like changing a name. Some of them are, a lot of them are production things because, oh, guess what? We've got a problem. Can we fix this? Can we move this from uh, the command to the center chamber for production reasons? Whatever. You know, do we really need this scene? The episode's coming in long. Uh, and this one did come in a little bit long. And there were a couple of scenes that did get, get, did get trimmed out. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing fatal. Uh, but we went through the, this is one, and not uncommon. We went through the entire spectrum. Blue, pink, yellow, green, That's blah, amazing. blah, blah. And then back around to double blue. Double blues. Uh, uh, which is pretty good. I like that good. note. Pretty... The sending of this document does not constitute an offer of a role in it. So Yes. That... <laughs> yeah. Somebody must have. Somebody, well, somebody, yeah, it's like every, every, every country, every studio has got their own disclaimer that they put on the front page of the script, oh. you know. Uh, and that must, that's that's the Australian version, I guess, which is like, hey, just because we sent you, it doesn't mean we're, doesn't mean you got to get apart, you know. So. Mm. So double blues. I had that's not my personal best. My personal best was on a script. Uh, it was actually my second produced script ever. Uh, it was my first fame script produced ever, and that one went to triple blue. 
third blue. Whoa. So twice through the spectrum and then around, yeah. And again, to have when it's, uh, I have these in my files. I can't bear to get rid of them, even though there's really no reason to have the, the hard copy. But the hard copy with the collated revisions, of course, it's just it's every color of the rainbow. It's it's this yeah. beautiful beautiful spectrum. So they're they're things of beauty. Um, what kinds of things happen in revisions? Here, I'll show you a bit of a memo from uh, from the blues because uh, it would always drive me insane because I write fifty million notes as soon as I get the episode. On I know page, actors. And then it would get, I, everybody right. hates it when new pages come out, you know, because they they've marked up their script, over. they've done their yeah, you know, they made marginal notes, and then a new purple page comes out, and all that's been changed is like one word or whatever. And they go, I have to copy all my notes you over. Have to do the whole thing again. It's a bad system, but that's you know, I don't, but I don't know how else to do it. Some but people here's the... write post-it notes, but then they, you lose them everywhere. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's no fun. So here's just a case of yeah, here's 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 change. Yeah, while the pages are coming out, while you're figuring out what what's different, here's a summary so that you don't have to necessarily worry. You see, some scenes get trimmed, small trim, big trim. Some scenes get omitted. Uh, yeah, and here I talked about we're moving the headpiece thing for uh, for for production reasons and they they need to know about that it's very depressed and it happens it happens because you know so and so you know like a prop master or worker person will do something or stay up all night to do something and then they oh. get to the set the next day and discover that the the scene has been changed and they didn't see the pages in time and what they did doesn't you know it was they, you know, they didn't need to do it and uh, you know it's unavoidable sometimes but boy we try and avoid it where wherever possible so that was the blue revisions the lime green revisions just again yeah, uh, yeah. All the Scorpius clone scenes have been moved wow. to interior warehouse. There is now no car required. Sokozu is no longer required in scene twenty-two. Dargo is no longer required in scene fifty-eight. This is again. This is an example of the fewer actors you have in a scene, the easier it is to shoot the bloody scene, and the you know the less makeup and hair and so forth and so forth. So it, with every scene, you see, you know, it's like, do we have to have all these characters here? Sometimes you do. I mean, that shot of the guppy in the beginning. Yes, of course they all had to be yes. there because they, you're being <laughs> crammed in. Yeah, where else would they be? But uh, so it, it, it's kind of fun to watch sometimes when you'll see a, even when a scene starts with a lot of people, like when Crichton arrived, when they arrive back on Moya and everybody jumps out of the guppy to, to, to confront Scorpius, you know, that as soon as we could, we started getting, getting thinning it out and getting them out of there so that it would make life easier on us to, to get the rest of it shot. And so they're Ricky, not just standing around doing nothing. Uh, Glenn Povey wants to know, uh, it's great writing and fascinating insights again, Frunium. Thank you. Do you ever dream about Farscape? Do you ever dream about Farscape? Mm. Uh, not really, no. I dream about Sydney. I dream about Australia. Yeah. I dream about being there. I yeah. And it sort of, kind, not I wouldn't say frequently, but you know, more than once I've had the dream where I am suddenly back in Sydney and I'm going back to my apartment. Uh, and there's always something weird about it because like the horizon is now like 100 stories tall and there's like a yeah. restaurant on my floor or something weird like that. Or, or the, the horizon is now part of a gigantic mall and I've got to climb up six elevators. It's, you know, it's crazy dream logic. Wow. Um, but uh, it, it, it's funny. I, I, I dream about the place I lived more than actually. I, I don't dream like I'm in the show or anything like that. I, that's, you know, I don't really dream about working on the show i think all those all, all those work things comes out but but the sydney part of it that's that's where i that's where i dream all right here's just uh i did highlight some of these uh this is me in december just starting to make notes and just starting to gather up all my raw material about things that could be in here things that i know i've got to play oh restrictions that i've got here because uh, yeah i was told you know what uh, who, who have i got you know who have i got what characters do i have 
is everybody going to be in this episode? You know, again, remember in season three where we split things up and we only had half the cast in every episode. Again, to try and make life easier for production. <laughs> do and all more that here. Stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, do more here. Yeah, yeah. Let's give 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 Chai more to do. And it's always good yeah. advice. Always good advice. You know. Uh, but yeah, but Aaron for only half the shoot, and what turned out it was going to be even like less than that. I was like, oh my goodness. You know? And again, some actors uh, we do try vaguely to balance out and make sure we're not neglecting anybody. Because, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll, and I've been on the shows, shows where that happens. And a, an actor comes in your office and says, you know, like three episodes in a row, I've had nothing to do but stand around and, and, and say, you know, go on. Uh, can I have a little something to play? So you try and, you know, and you can't give everybody a gigantic role every week. So again, you try and switch it up. You see, yeah, Dargo had a big role in 404 uh, in the Lava Show. So he's not very heavy in this episode. I mean, he's there. He does some things. He's got some, I hope he's got some good stuff. But, uh, uh, but he's not very he's not central to the episode so this is just me making notes let's see if there's anything highlighted here i'm just yeah, making notes for myself about themes possible character relationships oh this yeah when this episode was kind of first conceived back at the top of the season when we're sitting down trying to figure out what we're doing week to week and where we're going over the course of the season uh, i think david had this thing about a whole thing uh, or i don't remember where it came from but it was something about a 4d mom and a 4d kid and a 4d cop Wait, what? uh it's like people i think like a it was like refugees from another another dimension get on our ship and uh a cop comes to try and get them and we have to decide what to do about that and that was originally kind of supposed to be part of that part of this episode and Gosh. you see my note there dk david is saying you know you got a lot of stuff to deal with already maybe you don't need all these guesties and this other stuff uh and yeah as you see david david in the middle of the page says, yeah yeah this is aaron coming back to the boat that story is big and i'm saying it can't be that big if i only got her for 15 pages you know well wow. you can knock her out this and that whatever blah 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 yeah. <laughs> can knock her out i like yeah. that noodled noodled with sophie eight noodle with sophie yeah 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 sophie <laughs> yeah well again the, the the staff sometimes is fractured and off all doing different things and justin's off writing and and david's off on the uh, set and this and that Solo so noodling. sometimes you just say hey sophie you're not doing anything come on, come sit with me and let's talk some things through whatever you know that's awesome uh, uh and here by the time i got to the 8th of december i think i was I, I was sort of on board with you know what yeah this is this this is not about the fourth dimensional plot stuff let's save that for some other episode we never did do it i don't think i think i don't think we ever got anywhere near that one it just remains on the you know it remains on the uh in the bank somewhere yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to do it for the next incarnation uh oh, here, we got a free plot line for somebody um, <laughs> but it's like yeah let's focus in on the you know what is this what is this up about and that's as a tv writer you're always asking yourself that you know how do i boil i got a lot of people doing a lot of different things and a whole lot of plates being juggled and a whole lot of stuff happening but what is this episode about? What's the core of it? What is the center of it? You know, we got Scorpius on the boat. We got Aaron dying. You know, so yeah, the tagline: Scorpius comes on Moya and says he's the only one who could save Aaron's life. I think that's a pretty good tagline. I think it's a pretty good uh, advertise. You know, that I that sounds like an episode I'd like to watch. So here we are, and Tech here Soto is, is saying where, here's after... I think here's where I had the notion of uh, of uh, Scorpius keeping her alive. Yeah, because Aaron and Scorpius showing up on the boat at the same time felt like. Well, that's that's kind of a coinky ding in it. So, what if he's the one that has brought her to the boat? That's Why? Cool. Because she was going to die. Why? Because she was off doing whatever what she was doing. I don't think she tripped and fell. I think she was probably in some sort of battle because she's a soldier. And so, okay, so she went and did some soldierly thing that went bad. 
and almost dies. And now Scorpius picks her up and says, aha, and then takes her back to Moya to, to save her life. And cool. All right. And uh, well, save her life. Why is, you know, well, we did the peripheral nerve already. Can't recycle that plot line. But, you know, he delivery, heat delirium is a nice fatal disease is always good. So what if somebody's given her heat delirium, but there's an antidote? Okay. And that's, you see how the process works. And I start coming up with stuff and it starts to domino and starts to something start to click together and you start to, uh, to, uh, um, to get on with it, you know, and here, I'm figuring, you know, always, you know, what's, what, what are people doing? What's the drives, you know, who's doing what to who what's, and who's in their way. Sometimes you just sit and diagram it out, hoping that, uh, hoping that you can make it make sense. Wow. Boy, it's a lot of notes. Okay, and here I am it's talking with, with David. I've come up with some stuff on my own, and then I get him on the phone or uh, whatever, and uh, start asking questions. Okay, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? Should we do this? And David, yeah, the showrunner will say, yay, nay, or maybe not, or whatever. Um, you know, and then he's got stuff that suggests. And the and then he said, you know what? We haven't had a creature shot monster for a while. Let's do a creature shot monster. You know, let's make the threat come out of whatever she was doing. You know, uh, and oh, my note here's okay. Let's have the threat come out of whatever was doing when on her on her summer vacation, which is the first thing I pitched way back when. <laughs> oh well, you know, okay. Sometimes sometimes it takes an idea a while to come around. That's again that's just part of the, that's just part of the process. You know, if it's a good idea, you know you you might find yourself coming back to it. You know, so yeah, the four D guy and whatever that was all went away and and uh, it came back to yeah it makes it make it's cleaner than you're one of the words you hear a lot in the writers room is 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 it is it clean. Is it clean? Which is, is it sort of simple and logical and it makes sense and we don't have to talk about it for an hour and a half to have it make sense. And the idea that Aaron went off, did stuff, got in trouble, Scorpius brought her back and she's in danger and the danger isn't done because of what she did is now coming back to haunt her and we have to deal with that now. That's clean. That's clean. Instead of trying to drag these other, you know, these, this 4D, 4D. ship, you know, it's just, let's see, yeah, because, yeah, you, you I mean, we could have come back to that plot line later and, you know, suddenly four episodes down the line, somebody shows up and says, hey, I'm after Aaron soon because of the shit she did on her summer vacation. But, you know, why wait? Why not do that right now? It's a nice natural place to do it right now. So uh, here it is the 21th of December and having made all those notes and cogitated it for a long time. And uh, now the 21st of December, hopefully I think the stage is shut down and Ricky actually has a chance to sit down and try and break the story. Uh, and this is usually the first way, you know, okay, this is me making beats. Rough beats. How's this going to play out? Okay, well, I know where I'm starting. I got everybody in the guppy and blah, 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 and whatever. Uh, and I'm going to guess that's going to be like a three-page scene. I'm also trying to sort of get a rough idea of do I have enough for a whole script or, or don't I? Uh, Maintenance Bay meets Scorpius and Aaron. That's all, I, that's all I need to know. I know what the scene is. Uh, and then I'm just now I'm just keeping track of you know, scene by scene. How's this going to work? You know? That's amazing. Uh, so I've got eight scenes in the first act. I've estimated what they are page by page. I've totaled that up, and that's my page count estimate. Um, and you kind of see how it kind of see how it works. You know? And as you get along, it starts to get a little vaguer because I don't know quite what I'm doing. Uh, you know, uh, blah 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 blah. There's a whole bunch of stuff here with this going, which is there's there's this uh, TBD. <laughs> yeah. TBD is the writer's TBD is the writer's friend to be determined. I don't know yet, mm. but we'll not quite sure. Something. I know it's going to be a big action set piece of some sort. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know how all the moving parts are going to fit together. But structurally, for the story, I know what needs to happen, and uh, I know where we're going to wind up. Uh, then we're going to do our tag ups. Uh, and again, this is approximate because this is at a very very early stage. 
yeah, uh, Dargo locking up Scorpius wasn't wasn't what happened. It was a Crichton and Scorpius scene, which is that's that's a better scene. That's where the money is. There was a scene added of Pilot's den of of uh, of uh, Chiana and Pilot because uh, it was you know it was nice to resolve that they had a little thing relationship going during this episode where she was basically being the cheerleader and the protector and keeping Sokosu away from him and that sort of stuff. So it was nice to tag that up. And even if it wasn't nice to tag that up, I needed it because I part of my marching orders were to talk about the uh, the pilot, pilot wants them to, to pick a captain. So I need to set that up for the next episode. And then, of course, at the end is the big relationship beat. Aaron's cured. Crying tags on the pregnancy, then walks out. I put three pages down. Oh, I don't know if that scene actually went three pages. I think it probably wasn't quite that big. Again, you discover that, you know, that these actors, you know, the silences and the things they don't say are much oftentimes much more powerful than having them have this long drawn out, you know, knock down, drag out conversation. Uh, and when you get, you know, Ben and Claude could just play those moments and, and play the, play those, play, play it in looks and things like that. Yeah. So here, I, and Oh, I'm also totaling it up to see if I got uh, 52 and a half pages. That's that's ballpark for a far escape script. They were 52 to 55, somewhere in there, but I've also got to count my Aaron scenes and cause I don't have Aaron for the entire episode. So yeah, 12 pages there. So that, that was a good working hypothesis going in so on some shows we would take this and then we would flesh it out into a full-blown outline and i would explain in detail what all these scenes were and it would go to the network and the network would read it and approve it or whatever uh other shows this is good enough you know this is good enough the network doesn't need to see it they're there you know we, we've run the story by them in, in round numbers and they've signed off on it they don't need to approve it in an outline stage so i could literally take this thing this document here and then start running the script straight from that which is a which is a, a, a great time saver but uh and had this been broken on, i don't think this one was broken on the whiteboard i think this one i pretty much did on on mostly on my own uh but this would probably be in most cases almost a transcription of what was up on the whiteboard <laughs> when breaking a story so when we say breaking a story that's kind of what we mean we get it to this point where the scenes are pretty much laid out all the beats are in place, all the characters are in place. You know, what happens in the scenes is sometimes loose and TBD, but structurally we know what the, we know what the structure is and, and we can go from there. That's and that's, uh, that's a, just a, a little peek at some of the, of the fun of, of uh, running for television. All right. That's very interesting. Okay. Thank you, Ricky. Anybody still you. awake? Yes, uh, Texoto wanted to know after uh, it's thrown to the actors and then the actors if if the actors improvise, do you have to go and add it to the script afterwards? Oh no no no, we don't have to go. Uh, <clears throat> we don't that we don't be, we don't have to. That would be a whole other process, conform. wouldn't it? Actually, there is a there is a later stage where the script is conformed to the uh, to what's actually in the movie. Really? But that's it's not really so much in script stage as it's something that's called a continuity. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's a different people. We don't do that. Somebody else does it. Someone actually sits down with the episode and breaks it down. And I have, I, I have these. They're, they're, you know, it will list shot by shot to the oh. frame what is in the movie and every actual line of dialogue as it is spoken in the movie. It's almost like you sat down and you transcribed it all out. Um, and this is useful for a whole number of things. Uh, one of which is tracking the music because you know you, the composer gets paid by the music cues and things like that. But it's also necessary when the uh, when the movie goes someplace else to get dubbed. 
or subtitles cool. because yeah. the script, you know, the script, the dialogues in the script may have sometimes little or no relation to what's actually, you know, they don't care about what's in the script. They care about what is actually in the movie. Uh, so to have that transcript and it's got all the ums and the ahs and the pauses and the things and the whatever. So it really is a, you know, it is, it, it's a, it is a transcription rather than a, 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 a written document. Uh, but yes, there is, there are documents out there that, uh, that, and, and, and it will say from frame to frame, okay, close up on Crichton, blah, blah, blah. And we'll have the six words that Crichton says over that shot, close up on Aaron time codes and, and so forth. So you really know exactly what's in the movie at any given word second. Word. So when you're dubbing it, you know, that's a, you, know, you, you need to know those things, but uh, no, we don't, we don't have to go back and, and, and fix the script necessarily. What will happen, what will, will happen, this is where I thought you were, I thought this was the question was going was what happens when the actors read the script and then it's come storming in your office and saying, Jesus, Ricky, this scene sucks. Make it better. Uh, you say, Oh, that sorry. never happens. I'm, I'm sorry. Look, stand over here on this trap door. Uh, exactly. Which, no, bye. You know, bye. No. Uh, uh, some, we didn't, we didn't do read throughs. Did we Gigi, ever? I don't no. think. No, not, not ever. I don't uh, think. Not even I just, yeah, I just don't think there was time between having two units and all that stuff. And your cat is, I love read your, cat is your cat is back there stretching. I just want to, yes. know. it's just adorable. Yes. Uh, He's like Bobby. whenever, whenever Bobby. you can feed. Me, a lot Bobby. of shows, a lot of shows will do read-throughs. In which case, we'll, we'll ruin somebody's. You know, in one of the lunch hours, we'll gather everybody, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get their lunch, and they'll sit down around a big table, and they'll be handed the script. Sometimes it's the first time they've even seen it, and they will just do a, a table read, mm. of, and basically read. And they're not trying to act it or anything like that. They're just reading yeah. it. It's great for the writers. It's a wonderful thing for the writers because you get and to hear things. Actors, you get to hear because... how the dialogue's coming out of their mouths. Uh, it's also a great, it's time, to, you can even, you can usually see is, is a scene playing, mm -hmm. even though they're not trying to sell the scene, they're just again reading, but it's a good first look at it. It gives the writers a chance to go ahead and adjust stuff. Uh, you know, and you know, sometimes, yeah, a line that looked good on paper and the actor can't get it out of their mouth and you go, yeah, I think I can help mm -hmm. them with that. Or, yeah, I don't think that's, the, yeah, that doesn't. that doesn't sound the way I envisioned it or whatever. Oh, my, my favorite example, uh, on Star Trek Next Generation. Sometimes they did read-throughs and sometimes they didn't. I don't remember what the rationale was. But there was uh, one of our scripts that they didn't do a read-through on, or at least if they did, they didn't invite us, the writers. Uh, why were they? Uh, but had they done a read-through, I probably would have changed a line that I wrote for the captain where, where Picard, Mr. French captain, has a line. She sees me as a magical figure. Figure? Figure. What is figure? What figure. is a figure? It's not would you... figure, Patrick. It's figure. figure. I think I would in a in a rethrow. I would have quietly made a little little note that I probably in in the next color pages that line would have it, the, I would have found a synonym for figure that you figure. know sees as a magical being or something like that. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have left figure in there. But you know hey, things like that. The read through is also a great chance also for the actors then to come to you after the read through and say, yes. you know, Ricky, you're brilliant. You're a genius. I love you. But this yes, scene is terrible. Please fix it. Or I have an idea. Or do I need all this dialogue here? Do I have to be, you know, what? And, they, they, and, and that's, again, that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You know, I give mm -hmm. it, you know, Cause the actors should have input. They're the ones that got to get on the stage and, and do this stuff. And I'd rather, I'd rather have those discussions now than when they're on the stage at, and everybody's standing around at two hundred thousand dollars a day for production, and now we're arguing about whether that should be happy or glad in the speech. You know, it's like, yeah, this is this is the time to get your concerns made and and and, and whatever. It's like, and oddly enough, or maybe not oddly enough, uh, 
you might think actors would be coming and saying, I want more, I want more lines, I want more dialogue, I need, I need, you know, I don't have enough to do. Usually I find it's the opposite. Actors are usually coming and saying, I have too many lines in this scene. Oh, really? <laughs> do, I, do I need all this dialogue? Can't I just act? You know, can't I just, and, you know, and quite often I say, you know, you know what, you're right. There is, I'm trying to, I have overwritten this. I'm trying to cover all my bases. I'm trying to overlogic this thing. And maybe all this dialogue doesn't really need to be here. And maybe we can clean some of it out, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, uh, ben was particularly good at that. Ben was particularly good at saying, you know, Ricky, you're just, <laughs> you just stop it already. Uh, that's too many, too many notes, Mozart, too many notes, you know. Uh, uh, the tribe wants to do a Farscape table read one day. Oh, that would be cool. That would actually be quite fun on Discord or, or Zoom or something like that. That, that, would, actually, that would actually be very, that would actually be very cool. Uh, Are we allowed to do that from an old episode one day, maybe, Ricky? Uh, good would, question. Good what question. do you think? We'd have to not tell anybody. But, uh, we, we must not tell anybody and show uh, it nowhere. Uh, <laughs> no, but table reads were fantastic too because I don't know if a lot of the audience realizes, but we, you know, you get the script or in the a million rewrites, plus you're shooting a couple of different episodes at the same time, all out of order, and you're doing ADR for a couple of different episodes as well. And when you get to set, it literally is you do like a line run through and then you block it and then you shoot it. Like, that's how fast it is, isn't it? And everyone comes to set with lots of different ideas. So it, it, table reads are so fantastic because you get to immediately see, even if it is just a casual read, how people are going to play it, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're very helpful. It very is. Helpful. Yeah. And it's also, so, yeah, and there were, I think, I think generally, gen, and you correct me, I think generally on the show, for the most part, we were pretty good about getting scripts out that you guys could actually like read them before shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. Until absolutely. I think it was I think toward Until the we end didn't of have season, a script. I think it was toward the end of season four where it got a little sticky, as I recall. I think toward we were getting toward the end of four. I think there were I think there were some days in there where you guys were getting pages like the night before or, or on the morning of, which is like Oh God, that's that's an awful thing. Terrifying. To do to, it's an awful thing to do to a crew. It's an awful thing to do to actors. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, and I I have been on shows that were so perennially behind the eight ball on that uh, that actors would literally get pages the morning on the morning. Oh, you know? Hi, here's here's what you, whatever you memorized here's last a three night. Three page monologue. You know, here forget it. Here's something else, and you know, and and it's a ton of techno babble, by the way. But you know, it's yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Bye. Good luck. Bye. You know? <laughs> I, I've so also I've also been on 